For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You can look at the, the lack of success in some significant cases. You can look at just a, a litany of, of laws that just simply aren't being followed. As Marcus Weedauer, Oconee County State Representative, Republican in Watkinsville, with whom we spoke a couple days ago, and this came up by uh, the matter of our district attorney. He's discussing there, Deborah Gonzalez. More to the point, uh, he, Representative Weedauer, discussing some legislation. Uh, we talked about it with his fellow state rep from the Athens delegation, Houston Gaines, whose name is attached to the bill, uh, several bills, actually, a string of them all designed to deal with district attorneys who are in the estimations of folks like Representatives Weedauer and Gaines and others not aggressively pursuing dangerous criminals, not equipped to pursue them. Different things that would deal with DAs in different ways. Legislation making its way through the hopper in Atlanta. Mention that to mention this. I'm scanning the website, uh, the Oconee Enterprise website, oconeeenterprise.com. Uh, headline, and man, does it grab your attention. Nearby judicial circuits don't have an ADA shortage, assistant district attorney. Nearby judicial circuits don't have an ADA shortage as significant as the Western Judicial Circuit, which is to say Clark and Oconee County, the circuit headed by DA Deborah Gonzalez. Who has said, yeah, we, we, we have a shortage of prosecutors and it has to do with pay. We can't pay them enough and so they're going elsewhere. Okay, uh, Michael Prohaska and the folks at the Oconee Enterprise decided to look around, look at some other judicial circuits. One's right next door. How are they faring? Because Gonzalez says everybody's dealing with this. Well, the headline indicates they're not. Uh, the man who did the work, Michael Prohaska, with us now. Michael Prohaska, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you very much, Tim. It's a pleasure to be on. All right. What started you down this path and what did you find? Well, as you know, um, there's been some legislation filed. Um, it hasn't been passed yet, but it has gained a lot of traction. Um, uh, two bills in particular, one to make it easier to recall district attorneys and another to create an oversight committee. And so um, at the same time, we've been getting Deborah Gonzalez's newsletter, and uh, we noticed that she claimed that uh, non-competitive pay is the main factor, uh, the biggest reason for the ADA staffing. And so we investigated and we looked into nearby judicial circuits, and we discovered that Although she's not entirely wrong, um, uh, some other judicial circuits are having some vacancies, but not nearly to the extent of the Western Judicial Circuit. Um, so we spoke to two of the four. Uh, we just couldn't um, – uh, uh, we spoke to two of the four uh, adjoining judicial circuits, and uh, the other two uh, we couldn't reach as of our deadline – but we spoke to the Alcovi and the Okmulgee Judicial Circuit DAs, and they both said they have a few um, uh, openings, 
Uh, but, I mean, this is just one or two, but for the most part, they're fully staffed. And I read uh, Randy McGinley, the Alcovey circuit, which is Newton and, help me out here, Newton and Walton counties. Uh, Randy McGinley said, yeah, yeah, we lost an ADA because they were able to go to some other circuit, take another job, and reduce their commute time from an hour to ten minutes. That's just routine stuff. That happens. That's right. And so where do we go from here? I mean, you take what you found out, that the other surrounding circuits are dealing with issues, but not nearly as extreme as ours. And I don't know that it's your place to come to conclusions here, but if so, what do you conclude from what you were able to uncover in your reporting? Well, and and, uh, comparing uh, the Western Judicial Circuit to surrounding judicial circuits was a story this week. Last week, we had a story comparing the DA's office of the Western Judicial Circuit to the public defender's office of the same circuit. Mm -hmm. And we found the public defender's office is fully staffed. And so the conclusion that we've made is that um, although pay may be a factor, it's not the largest factor. And uh, we believe the largest factor is morale. Uh, Which makes it sound like, and I I don't know if you say this, I would, it makes it sound like this is is a Deborah Gonzalez issue more than it's some systemic statewide national thing. Uh, Yes. Again, I I do think that there is a little truth in uh, what Ms. Gonzalez is saying about non-competitive pay. I think that may have factored into maybe several of the ADAs leaving, uh, but for the most part, um, I believe morale is the issue. Uh, Michael Prohaska with us, uh, the Oconee Enterprise editor and publisher. I note also, somebody sent me a link to this last night, and I scanned it. I haven't really had an opportunity to read it, but it's an op-ed piece, also uh, an editorial in the Oconee Enterprise. It deals with the same subject, uh, and it speaks specifically to the legislation we were discussing. These three bills make it easier to recall, set up some oversight, that kind of thing. Uh, it, it, uh, the tone of the editorial, you can flesh it out for me, but the tone of it was kind of a pox on both their houses. You, this, this, it, you do see, and some people are suggesting there's some, I don't know, some political animosity between specifically Houston Gaines and Deborah Gonzalez, who do in fact have a history. I've run against each other in legislative contests, and, and, and he won one and she won one. Uh, and, and obviously finding also some issues in the way the DA's office is being run. Now, flesh that one out for us. Yeah, so I, and we actually spoke to Houston yesterday after he read the editorial, and he, he denies that there's any personal animosity, and so I just want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think that Deborah Gonzalez, at the beginning of her term, was at an unfair advantage because a lot of other elected officials in Oconee County in particular uh, wanted to succeed uh, based on her ideological stances and a memo that she sent out that was fairly controversial in which she said that she would not uh, prosecute um, user quantity drug cases. Um, and and so, you know, at the time, I felt like, um, from an editorial perspective, that Deborah should be given the benefit of the doubt and let's see how she does. That's kind of how we approach all elected officials mm-hmm. who take office. Um, and then over time, we can judge on her job performance. And the editorial this week basically says, um, she did not rise to the occasion, and she did not prove her naysayers wrong, and she has essentially um, uh, failed the people of Oconee uh, because of high-profile uh, cases that she's lost in the past two years. 
Again, Michael Prohaska with us, uh, the editor and publisher of the Oconee Enterprise. You can read the link to some of this stuff online and obviously pick up the paper at a newsstand as well. As a few weeks ago, and folks may remember, we had the occasion to speak with Mrs. Prohaska, a similar role, similar capacity at the Oconee Enterprise. They're basically running the place now, changing ownership over the last few weeks. And you were, as I recall, a little under the weather, not able to join us that day. Uh, but we spoke with your wife about the business model, the, these 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 small-town newspapers, weeklies, twice-weeklies. And actually, in some cases, they're the ones, you hear all the struggles, newspapers nationally, they're the ones who are still being able to, to in some cases, thrive. Uh, how's the effort so far, the two of you basically running this thing now, uh, how's the effort so far, these, what, a couple, three months in? It's been great. Um, yeah, my wife, Amanda, actually has a column in this week's paper talking about some of the things that we've kept in the paper that, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And uh, there's just so many elements of the paper outside of the stories we rewrite, from obituaries to the crossword puzzle to the political cartoon. Um, not many newspapers have their own cartoonist, and we do. Mm. Uh, and so we've kept a lot of those elements. I mean, we've even kept arrest photos in the photo <laughs> in the in the newspaper. But we're going to start adding a few new things. Um, one was that we're using Lee Becker, a retired journalism professor, as oh, wow. a contributing writer. And so we're publishing his stories. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to bring back a community calendar to mm -hmm. the newspaper. And so this will be a list of things going on in the community. Um, and we're thinking about other things that we can do to expand our coverage. Michael Prohaska, editor, publisher of Coney Enterprise. Good work here. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you very much, Tim. It's been a pleasure.